This is your brother James, and this is everything porn, sex, and relationships. We're going to start off with our scripture memory. We're in 1 Corinthians 6. We're going to go through verse 7. Verse 7 is very long. For those of you who have read it, we're going to go ahead and split it in half. We're going to do half of verse 7 this time around. We'll do the other half next time. And what you'll find is when you get these longer verses, it's okay to split them up. And it's actually better because then you read the chapter a few more times than you expected. And it kind of gets in your in your mind a little better that way. So we're going to go through first half of verse 7. There's a period at after the word another. We'll stop there. Okay, right before he asked two questions. We'll do that the next time. So starting in verse 1, chapter 6, 1 Corinthians, it says, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore, here we go, so I'll start over. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let your Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Excuse me. Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? And why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let your Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that 
you go to law against one another? Why do you not rather accept wrong? And why do you not let, not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is al- it, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? And why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? And why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? This will be the last time I go through that first part. So now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for that you go, for you, for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? And why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? We'll keep going. No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Today uh, I have my brother Billy Horton here and uh we we met at church about three three and a half years ago he used to coach for the san francisco giants in the rookie rookie ball is that right rookie ball um and he had he's been married how long 13 years 13 years and has two kids two boys 12 and 10. 12 and 10. And, um, yeah, so, so Billy, Billy's, uh, has an interesting story behind, uh, our topic. And he also, because we're in a series of fasting, he wrote a book and I'd like him to talk about that later. But, um, to start, maybe just let everyone know, like, what your experience with, with pornography is, uh, however you want to explain that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so first time I remember being exposed to it was, um, probably, I don't know, around 10 years old. Um, and, uh, my buddy, my, my best friend growing up was 
was uh, Willie Shore and uh, his older brother Jerry. Uh, they they took their dad's Playboys, and they're up. They, they had a they had a treehouse. So up in the treehouse, and you know, looking at it, and you know, not really knowing, you know, what what I was doing, and it wasn't like it was just three of us were just hanging out, looking at them and giggling and laughing, and um, and that was it. And it it didn't it wasn't impactful to the point where like, you know, I started looking at it myself or trying to. My dad didn't have them, um, but it wasn't like I went back to Willie's house like looking to do it again. It just I remembered the first time it happening and then it was not a big deal um and then getting into high school it was you know go over to guys or football baseball team and go to a guy's house and you know their parents are gone and all of a sudden he flips on like cinemax or hbo and it's one of those movies and um so you know for me it was it wasn't something where i really sought it out that much um but definitely impacted me to where I started thinking about you know women and then you know then there's masturbation and then you start uh um you know looking at magazines you know thinking about other women uh and they're not even a pornographic magazine it's just like it's like a <laughs> it's like a uh uh you know and an ad in the paper you know underwear ad or something stupid um and then uh you know getting into getting into college and then uh you know having you know cable and then you know you start you know looking at it more and then um all of a sudden you find yourself that you're you know you're doing it on a weekly basis and then um sometimes it gets more often and then um, eventually ended up getting involved with a, with a girl um, and uh, she was working at a uh, urology office and she was not around some very good people. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they started talking to her about stuff and, and different things. And then before you know it, um, you know, she's bringing the stuff home. Uh, and no longer is it you know pornographic magazines or just pornographic videos but it's actually like um sex toys and you know one day uh you know it's it's a matter of her having a party um at the house and it's like selling these toys and it just got to the point where it, I felt so sick to my stomach that that was, um, you know, I'm, I'm with her and, um, you know, she's like selling these things and, you know, we're trying these things out and then we're sitting together and we're, you know, watching a movie together. And then it, it just got to the point where it disgusted me. Um, you know, our relationship ended and, um, I got right with Christ um, I had a mentor whose name was Bill and I went to him and I said, you know, I struggle with, with this and, and how, how can I, when the, when the feeling starts coming on, you know, what can I do? And he goes, first thing he said, you have to, you have to make sure that you pray your way through it. And it's not so simple, but it, but it was. And he said, whenever you feel that coming on, you, you pray for the Lord to take that away from you. And then 
my pastor talked to me about ridding yourself of anything that will help that will make you stumble and so I talked to Bill about that as well and I started going through what I owned and it wasn't just a matter of like I had you know these pornographic videos it's I didn't have any of those in my house it was just you know I looked through my movies and the movies that that um, you know had sexual content in them and then my music um, I started thinking about the ways that you know you consume things and it's not just through your mouth but through your eyes and your ears so um, you know my pastor had uh, encouraged me and he said you get rid of everything and you destroy it you don't just put it in the trash can because what if your neighbors could find it or what if your trash man could find it so literally you know destroying you know music that had sexual content to it you know that was always talking about you know women and you know doing this to women and this and that and um so I just started going towards Christian music, uh, watching less and less TV. Um, but what I was watching, it was something where I could sit in the room with my mom and watch it. So it was just a matter of, for me, um, understanding what was going on in my life, uh, getting good guidance and counsel from a mentor like Bill and my pastor, and then making the decision to repent and walk away, which was a big thing. Um, luckily, it's not something that I've really um, struggled with the past, you know, going on 15 years now because uh, I really kind of cut it off and made that decision. There's times where still, you know, you're on social media or you're out. That's, you know, I'm a happy married man, but you see an attractive woman, you, um, you know, and I just thank God that I'm attracted to women. And thank, thank God that you made him attractive. <laughs> yeah. And then I pray for her, her current or future husband, uh, and I walk away. Um, but uh, there's always a, a slight struggle, you know, wrapped up in there. But, uh, you know, because I had such a clean break, um, and I had a great mentor and a great pastor to help me with that, um, I was able to walk away clean and, uh, and not, you know, go back. Yeah. And I, I always remember... Uh, you gave me a strategy one time. You said, you know, I pray, you know, you see an attractive woman, you pray for her, you thank God that you're attracted to women, and you pray for her husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I am I I think about that. You know, I my wife and I had a conversation one time, and, you know, they were, um, there's a, one of the dads is divorced, you know, of all the kids we play, you know, the, all the, our kids play football together, and one of the dads divorced and uh, um, and then he you know they were talking about him and and you know his relationships with women and how it wasn't Christian and uh, you know and all these all these people are going to this Christian school and and uh, you know I looked at it and I was like I told my wife I'm like hey there's some good looking women that are moms at this school I was like this guy he gives her, you know, thinking, is he, is he hitting on these women or is he looking at these women? I'm like, this is Scottsdale, Arizona. There's some good looking women here. I was like, you, and she looked at me, you know, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, you have to understand we're still men. You know, you can't always just judge this person because the way she looks at someone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's one thing to pray on a woman, but another thing to pray for her. I yeah. guess, right? Yeah. That's what I decided to do. It's just a matter of, oh, you look at her like, oh, she's attractive. All right, turn away. You know, and don't don't enter into the sin, you know, because yeah. it's still, um, you know, you can can still commit adultery um, without even touching that woman. 
you know, adultery, adultery of the mind, and you can read that in the Bible about, you know, if you think about being with her, it's, it's adultery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, so going on from there, um, just a, what's your experience with fasting? And maybe sure. how, how could it, how did it help you uh, maybe control some of this, or if it did? Yeah. It definitely is spiritual discipline for me, and I, I remember uh, the first time I fasted, I think it was 2002, I was, uh, I was teaching, I was a substitute teacher, and um, I remember um, talking about it all day long, and it was a miserable day, and you know, it talks, in the Bible it says about how, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, and you know, it gets to the point of like, you don't have to tell everyone, you know, what you're doing all the time, and I was telling, oh, I'm fasting today, oh, I'm fasting today, I'm fasting today. And every hour, it was just more miserable and more miserable and more miserable. It was a 24-hour fast, so it was um, water only all day. And uh, so that night, I broke it, which was, by the way, if you haven't fasted yet, or if you have fasted and you're looking for something to eat, uh, don't choose a bowl of uh, granola because it was like shards of glass inside of my stomach. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, ate a, I decided to break my fast with a bowl of granola was the first thing I ate, you know, milk and granola. And it was, it was not pleasant at all. Um, and, uh, and then I started thinking more about it and, I, and about how my prayer life had gotten stronger, you know, during that, that one day. Um, and I, I realized I need to tell no one unless it's an immediate family member who was around me, um, that I'm doing this, or no, have them pray for me while I'm doing it. Because one of my good friends, uh, Scott Adams, who's a pastor, um, he said that uh, a fast without prayer is a diet. You're just, if you're not praying during your fast, all you're doing is just to lose weight. So fasting, you know, the prayer is more important than the sacrifice that you're making, the food you're giving up, or whatever you're giving up. Um, so it became a discipline for me where I would do it once a month. And uh, I would do it for 24 hours. I would do water only. Got to the point where it was uh, getting too easy. Um, the day wasn't... Maybe my prayer life wasn't as as good that day. Because I, typically when I was starting to get headaches. Um, and that was kind of the show of maybe a little bit of dehydration. So I would... Making sure to, to drink a lot of water. Drink more water. But it, as it I went on, it, it got easier and easier to do this. So then I would push myself and I would go two days. Um, and then I tried it again um, and I did three days. That was really hard for me. Three days was really hard. Um, and that was just straight water for three days. And then I was going through a really difficult time, um, my wife and I, with finances. And I was trying to, I owned a business, but I was also trying to find a full-time job to supplement income um, so I could do the business more part-time and then have a full-time job. and. Um, I went on a seven-day fast, and I was a little concerned about what it might, what my body might do, and how I was going to work throughout it. I'm a baseball coach, so it was going to be a lot of activity. So I was concerned about that. So I went on the seven-day fast, but I would drink um, a daily shake. So I would still do like a protein shake during the day, um, but I wouldn't eat any solid food. Uh, and then I was going through that for the six days. 
And on the seventh day, I made the decision to go water only. And uh, great things happened. Uh, I ended up taking the, I was writing a, like a notes throughout the whole week. Um, and uh, I took those those pages of notes and took it to a um, publishing company and they, they decided to turn it into a book. And uh, so like that was, those seven days became seven chapters. It was the meat of a, of like a 10 chapter book that I wrote called seven day fast. And, um, it was just amazing what I, what I went through during that time, what God revealed to me. Um, and it was great because a few months later I got a job with the giants and, uh, and, um, had a great eight years with them. Um, won two world series during that time. And it was amazing what God delivered me from and what he delivered me to. Yeah, no, that's really, that's really good. So, so, uh, would you say that fasting kind of propels you into new seasons of life? Or would you say, uh, like, in your experience, what has been the most beneficial part of fasting? The communication with God, that connection. Because, um, you know, you're, when you're fasting, you're making a sacrifice. So um, what I'm doing is I'm giving something up. And um, during that time, just the communication can get so much stronger with God. And then uh, the more often you do it, um, the more that communication is there. And uh, I found myself a couple years ago where um, I hadn't been fasting and I also just wasn't that close to God. And I remember going to him and saying, I, I felt like this, like this void, like we just, there, there wasn't that connection there. And I, and I got on my, on my face that day and I prayed and I said, God, you know, I need you to show me what's going on in my life because um, there wasn't that discipline hadn't been going on and I had sin in my life and he had to show me what that sin was. And, um, so I got on my face and I prayed and I said, Lord, I, I need you to show me what's going on in my life right now. And, um, you know, that day, you know, in through that, that praying that day, he showed me some things that I needed to work on. And those things ended up helping with my marriage and with my, uh, friendships, with people and uh, in my own just self-discipline. And um, so I think it's the communication with God. It's, you're not always going to hear an audible voice, um, but uh, being able to know and, and hear him. And, and part of that also is spending, you know, quality time with him in the morning uh, or at night or both. For me, I, I read the Bible in the morning and at night, try to put in at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the morning and then another five, 10 minutes at night to, to really just uh, clear my head out. Um, but the biggest thing for me, um, I look at it this way. I was so disciplined as an athlete with what I ate and my workout regimen and all this. Um, I wanted to be disciplined in my spiritual life as well. And for me to just build up my physical body and not my spiritual body didn't make a lot of sense to me. So being an athlete, I always wanted to be a disciplined person. I took a lot of pride in discipline so I needed to do it spiritually as well. So it's really just made me a more disciplined person and also created that greater communication line with God. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't go into this, but Billy was a pro baseball player for a while. And um, so a lot of the skills that you learn as an athlete can be translated into spiritual, right? Or you can at least, sure. at least take the practice from being an athlete into like a spiritual practice, right? So, um, 
maybe maybe just like a final thought like how how would you start with a fast like doing a 24-hour fast right off the bat is that a good is that a good place to start or is it like maybe a little bit less than that like what are your thoughts on that yeah so um I look at it this way. So a 24-hour fast, you can do it uh, a couple of different ways. You can, um, you can eat dinner on, let's say, Monday night. And then you ate dinner at 6 p.m. And then you are eating dinner again the next day at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that 24 hours, if you think about it, if you were to sleep you know, a seven, eight hour day, um, a third of that fast is going to be, you're going to be sleeping. Um, now when you're doing it, you're, you're maintaining your, your hydration level for sure. And, and when you feel a headache or something coming on, remembering to pray, um, you know, some people can just do, you can just go 12 hours. You can maybe, um, you know, start out that way. But with that 24 hour fast with, with that type of, uh, thing you're really if you look at it you're only skipping two meals because yeah. you ate dinner on you know like I said like Monday night and then you're skipping breakfast you're skipping lunch and then you're eating dinner that next day now some people take a full day where they would just not eat breakfast lunch or dinner um, they would eat dinner on Monday night and then they would eat breakfast on Wednesday morning um, again it's just a matter of how uh, um, you know how much not how much, but what are you what are you looking to do? Um, and for me, I think that first time that twenty four hours I think is good with the meal, you know, having that last meal on on the night before, and then you have the meal the next day for dinner because it technically is twenty four hours between your meals. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah. No, I appreciate appreciate you making that pretty clear because when you think about it, only being two meals, it's really not that bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard when you're in the middle of it. It's like, because yeah. uh, I told a story on the previous one. My brother did a 24 hour. He was pissed at me because I did it with him. Right. And we went to a comp. We were at a conference, mm-hmm. like a like a young adults conference. And I thought this is a perfect time because he was like looking for answers. I was all, bro, this is a perfect time to do 24 hour fast because you're at a you're at a conference, so you're getting sermons all day. Right. So you're so you don't even have to do your own like reading and prayer. You're just doing it already, and so we decided to do it then. But he like like the last four hours, he was like yelling at me. He was like pissed because he's never he's never not eaten his entire life. So right. he was like he was like so mad. But yeah. man, afterwards, peaceful guy, like super like like did a lot for him, you know. So yeah, and and yeah. thing too is that meal. Uh, you don't really want to. Uh, you, you find that yourself. You'll you'll catch yourself like, oh, I didn't I haven't ate all day. And I haven't planned out what I'm going to eat. Like it's you look forward to it. You look forward to that oh, meal. Yeah. So like you don't want to just go to fast food restaurant and grab a burger and fries. Like you want to yeah. think about okay, and and then if you have the opportunity to to make it, you know, you sit there and you know you're going to eat at six o'clock that night. And you're making it at five o'clock, and it's something that you really enjoy, and um, you know, you just have to understand too that that you think you'd be so ravenous hungry when that meal comes around but really I mean I don't know the the physics behind the the biology behind it or anything like that like I don't know if your stomach actually shrinks or not but I find myself that I can't 
eat a whole lot. I, I can't eat three meals worth of food. You yeah. Know? Like, it's yeah. not a matter of, like, I, I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner all for dinner. It was just a matter of I eat, you know, at normal or maybe even less than what I normally would eat at dinner time, And then the next day, um, you know, I'm eating. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it, it affects you uh, physically. You know, you'll you'll definitely lose lose some weight throughout the day but usually you bounce back that weight comes back um, yeah you know especially someone who's who's lean who doesn't really want to lose weight um it's not about the weight anyway but you bounce you bounce back yeah no that's good uh thanks thanks billy uh this was uh, your brother james and this is everything porn sex and relationships <laughs>